Hello. Hello. Hi, Corkies. We have a special guest. His name is Jonathan. Hello. <laughs> so Jonathan is living abroad in France, uh, working for a program as a teaching assistant. He's our guest today to talk to us about how it's like to be living abroad and in another country and the experience of everything that comes with that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get into it. Yes, welcome <laughs> to Mental Health Uncorked. Yes. So what led you to move to France and even apply for this program? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a little complicated because um, I didn't study French or anything in college, but I did do a program um, at a college called Middlebury College, which was like a two month summer thing where um, I was learning, I had, to, I had to, it was an immersion program where you had to speak French for the two months. And so that's how I kind of like started my interest with French. I was super interested in Spanish and like language and culture in general from like a study abroad trip that I did my sophomore year of college. And after that, I was really set on like learning. I my, my biggest goal in college was like, I really want to have a second language. I really want to be fluent in another language. And so this was my way of uh, doing that was that program that I did. And then after that, um, I had heard during the program, people were doing things like this and I hadn't, I'd never heard anything like that before. And so after I had that experience, I was able to apply for this program because I had a friend who told me that she was going to do it the following year. And so I waited until I graduated and then I applied because that was the first thing I wanted to do. And that's how I ended up here. It was a little bit more complicated because that was the year that COVID hit and everything. So I wasn't sure if I was going to come or not. And so I was working before that, but then I quit to come here. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you study abroad in college? It was like a, um, it was a three month program. And so we, we moved around a lot, actually. It wasn't just, we were in one area. I started in France. I actually started in France in this tiny city in the north called Montrichard. And um, we moved around. We visited France for a month. And then we did two weeks in Paris and then two weeks in the in London. And then after London, we finished the last month in uh, Barcelona, Spain. Hmm. Yeah. So that's how it worked. So I was all I was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. I just learned something because I assumed this whole time you had known French for like years and years and years and years and years. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> no. You speak it so well. I mean, well, I'm ignorant to it. So. <laughs> I know. I look like I'm ignorant. Well. Actually, last night, I don't wanna I don't wanna brag or anything, but a French person mistook me for being French last night. Wow. I was so that is cool. And then immediately afterward, they started making a bunch of mistakes, but it was super, <laughs> it was super funny. Um, so that was really fun. But so yeah, how long did it take you to get like really comfortable? Oh my God. It honestly wasn't until this year where I was like, oh, like I, I would feel confident telling someone that I spoke French because before I've been super hesitant. Because when you say you speak another language, oh, they're like, oh, you're fluent. Like, you're going to speak French perfectly. And that's just not the case, especially when it's your second language. But this year, I just, like, like just through constantly being here, like, not even really trying, it just, it, your brain just, your brain is crazy. It just starts picking up the, the syntax, the structures. Mm. And so this year, I definitely felt much more comfortable. Like, I can go into a conversation confident that I'll know what they said and I can respond. So that's been super cool for me. I'm also, I also started tutoring. I mean, um, being tutored, and I tutor in English, but I've been starting to get tutored by a French woman because I want to get like to a certain level to where like if I wanted to ever live in France or work here, I would be able to easily just because I could prove that I speak French. So that's been the goal this year. Very cool. Can you give yeah. us something in French? I knew you can act that. Um, <laughs> maybe a little bit later when I don't have the... <laughs> I mean, what would you like me to say? You can just say like, hello, how are you? <laughs> um, I, I, I can. Sorry, every time this happens to me, this happens to me all the time. People ask me, can I say something in French? And I can, <laughs> but like when I'm on the spot like this, it's like super unnatural. Oh. So give me two minutes. Okay. 
hate when that happens. <laughs> so you can always answer a question randomly in French too. That would be cool. All right. That, yeah. would, that might be better. And yeah. then yeah, you'll just do it, right? Yeah, maybe more spontaneous. <clears throat> I think one of the um, other things that I've found out as like a misnomer is a lot of times people think when you go abroad and, you know, work in other countries is that you need to know that country's language fluently. And so that's not necessarily the case either, right? No, it was not the case for me. Um, no, definitely not. Especially because uh, who I work with now, I work with teachers who teach English. So they all have like some basic understanding of English. So even if I spoke no French at all, I could communicate with like people that I have to communicate with. Mm. It gets harder like if you come by yourself and you really have no connections. I feel like unless you're like going to like Paris or something, I think it might be a little difficult. But yeah, like the first year I was here, I needed help because I couldn't, I, I wasn't good enough at French to talk to someone about like, oh, I need to rent an apartment. Like, <laughs> I can't like call a landlord and be like, I need, you know, they're going to laugh at me. <laughs> and so I had uh, people help me out. But yeah, it depends where you go. Mm-hmm. But any small city, like no, no way. But I would definitely say if you're going to a bigger French city, you should be, you could be fine. Yeah. Okay. I've heard that some French people expect for people who are not French or just tourists to kind of like speak the language or like they want people who are there to just speak French. Is that true? Um, I think definitely Paris, like, well, they don't expect you to speak. There's like this really big generational thing going on in France right now, which is interesting as a language teacher, because like the older generation, they they think that the entire French country is super horrible at English. So they don't really speak English like over like 30, I would say, like they don't really speak that well English. Um, and then like the younger generation, because they're growing up with things like Instagram and Twitter and like a bunch of American cultures getting like Netflix, they watch everything in English. And so they're much better. Um, so some young people could expect you to speak English because I mean, uh, older people expect you to speak French with them probably because they can't really understand English. But younger people, um, they don't really expect that. They like, most of them have like some basic understanding of uh, of English or they don't expect you to speak French with them. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like cities like Paris, like I think the better thing is like when people want to speak French, like some French people don't, like if they have any level of English, they would prefer to speak English because like, especially in Paris, like they just want to get on with their days and stuff like that. So there's like, let's just do English. Like don't want to like do this game where you're trying to speak French. Depends (laughs) where you are. Not everyone's like that, but that's what they're known for. I think sometimes it's correcting people (laughs) and that kind of stuff. I feel like I'd be over there with like my Google Translate app and just kind of like (laughs) typing stuff in like as I go. Oh and God. I can see that definitely being frustrating to people like, all right, just go ahead and speak English. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. That's interesting. I, you know, so I hate to feel like, but I sometimes forget how far like our reach is as a country here. It's, um, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. And, the, and it's crazy because I didn't even realize it until I got here. But, like, it's insane, like, how much they know about the U.S. I mean, last year I came here, it was during, like, the election. Like, I was teaching middle schoolers, like, you know, like, very young kids. They were, like, stopping class to ask the teacher, can we look at the points in the American election? Like, how many points does Joe Biden have? How many? Like, yeah. I'm just, like, when I was that age as an American, I, had, I did not care at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are kids, like, stopping class to wonder, like, what's going on in the U.S.? And I just didn't realize, like, how much of an impact, I guess, our country has, like, or how much, like, power and, like, influence. I didn't really understand that until I came here. And they're always, like, and it's different in France because they sometimes view Americans as, like, saviors because of, like, the World War II and things like that coming to help French people. Like, I live in a city where, like, a few, like, a city over, there's a hike and there's, like, a where Americans landed to come help French people. And so they had like statues and stuff and like monuments built to that stuff. And I didn't realize that. And so it's been interesting being here. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Cause you have people here who do not appreciate it and just could care less. And you have people who don't even live here and have an appreciation and an interest in it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
So what's been like the best part about living abroad and living in France? Oh my God. There's so many things to say, I guess. My favorite part, just as someone who really likes languages, I really love being able to speak French. Like what I'm worried about when I come back to the U.S. is that I'll just have to speak English all the time. Mm. And which is a weird thing to be annoyed by, but I, I, I am like, I, I like it a lot. I think it's much more like engaging and entertaining for me to have to like think about my thoughts and things like that. So it's much more fun for me. Um, but I also like that this job is kind of a sign here in the sense that like, I don't have to, like the hours are limited because I'm a foreigner. So I can't have a full-time job here with the past, with the visa that I have. So I have a lot more time to, um, find out things that I'm interested in, you know, or like the things I would not be able to do in the U.S. as I'd be working like full-time jobs, you know, probably more than 40 hours a week, like my old job was. And so it's, it's, that's one thing that I really love. And it's been really fun being here. It's just like having time to like, I don't know, do nothing or to reflect or like, I don't know. I, I you know, I kind of, I feel like I have a lot of liberty. Here. Just to just be young in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. To just be young and like, you know, I, I'm not to romanticize like <laughs> my life or anything, but like I didn't, I I had a little bit of pushback from my mom about leaving my last job because it was a very secure job, you know, and I just don't know. Like, I don't think that graduating college and then like, and then immediately going into a full-time job really lends itself to any type of growth or like, cause you don't, when you, like when I graduated college, I didn't feel like I really knew what I wanted still. And there's a lot of pressure to know what you want and those types of things. And I just feel like I've learned so much from having this time to, you know, work, but also develop skills, but also like be able to reflect and have the time to do so without being stressed about, oh my God, like I have to keep this job or I'm going to be homeless or like, you know, you know, it's crazy, you know, I just feel like it's been nice. It's been a nice thing. I love that. That's good. Because you're right, everyone is not meant to or um, go straight into the workforce. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes people need a little bit more time to kind of figure it out. And, and yeah. And sometimes it feels so taboo not to. Like, I think people sometimes go because one, sometimes they're forced into it, like financially speaking, which is completely understandable. But sometimes they're like scared to try anything else, I think, because there's like such a culture of like, immediately when you graduate, you're looking for a job. Like that's what everyone's talking about your senior year, maybe your junior year, even like that's your whole, your whole life is planning for you to get a job once you graduate college, kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's so scary not to do that. But. Absolutely. Especially in our culture. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're two, you're two for two, black <laughs> and a male, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm sure that was scary for your mother. Like, wait, hold on, what are you what are you thinking about doing? Especially huh? during the pandemic when COVID had just came yeah. up. Yeah, so it was like, wait, what's where are you gonna go? And like, COVID is happening, and what's gonna yeah. happen with COVID? And pretty scary. Yeah, for sure. So, what was it that really made you like go against the grain, like stick to your guns on this decision? Oh my God. It was a, it was really a leap of faith, you know, like I, well, actually I can also add, but the job that I was working at was kind of like really ruining like any type of like, I wouldn't say that I was like going through depression or anything, but it was just such, I think I could have gotten, it was just very mind numbing for me. It was like, you wake up at eight o'clock, you know, I was working extremely long days, like 50 hours a week or more, like consistently and it just felt like I was waking up I was working and I was at home the whole time like in my room at a desk and so I would wake up in my room work all day in my room and then have like an hour and then go to bed and then do it the next day again and that was just like my and it's interesting how our culture works my mom like laughed at me and she said that's just she's like that's just how it is and I just did not like that's not what I wanted and that's not I have no intentions of ever doing that again like I could care less about how much money I'm gonna be making like I I think I've learned to definitely prioritize like my happiness over like however much money I can make from like working hours like that. But like I'm done with that. And so that was really a big push for me. Cause that and also this was like the first thing I wanted to do. Like I had gotten accepted, but then COVID hit. And so I had no idea until like late, late summer that I could go for the fall. 
And so this was always what I wanted to do. Like I never really wanted to get a job. I just got one out of necessity and it fell into my lap kind of. And so I took it, but it wasn't that hard to push me out of it. <laughs> yeah. So that's what really got me to go. And also I was just so curious to like do something different. You know, I didn't want to get stuck. And I was also scared that I would get stuck at that job if I didn't do something else. Because I, I get comfortable sometimes and I get scared that I won't move from that because it's so easy. So I wanted to put myself like out before that, that started occurring where I just got, like, I can't imagine getting stuck in my house like that. Like, I would wonder if I would still be working that job right now if I hadn't done this. Mm. So just because I would have been scared to do something else. So that's really what was driving my thought process at the time. So what has it been like to be like black and live abroad and by yourself? Uh, okay. Um, it's been, it's actually been quite interesting. Um, just because like I live in a city where I live in a city that's a little bit older. It's called San Rafael. Um, and so it's a little bit more, the people are more like retired. It's like, and I live in this part of France, like in the south, which is known for like vacationing and things like that during the summer. And it's like an older area, and it's just, it's very. It's like I would say like ninety eight percent white people. <laughs> so I've become like acutely aware of like that I am a minority <laughs> here, because like when I walk around the street, it's like okay, there are like no black people here. I'm like I'm the only one, and it's actually quite interesting just because. France's relationship with immigrants and um, things like that. Uh, it's quite, it's very, it's very complicated, their relationship um, with immigrants and things like that. And so sometimes I get mistaken for an immigrant, like from Africa. And so sometimes like it's happened like two or three times to me in different cities in the South where they like people are mistaken me from an immigrant, whether they be black or white, but like I get treated differently based on whether or not they know that I'm an immigrant from the, uh, from Africa versus when I tell them that I'm American. And then like, there's like a turnaround because being in a black American, it's more interesting and more exciting and super cool versus being an immigrant from Africa mm. because that's more negatively seen. So that's been an interesting thing for me. And in fact, the, uh, a woman that I work with, uh, she's like, you make sure you tell everyone that you're American because um, French people love Americans. They see, like I was saying, she was telling me that French people, like older French people especially, see Americans as like very strong and powerful and like saviors in this type of way because of the war and things. And so like, I definitely noticed there's a different treatment between that and being an African immigrant, if that makes that was that clear? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, but living alone has been it's been good. I like living alone, but I also really would like to have an experience of living with a roommate because this is less related to being black and more like myself, but like I I can sometimes get like stuck in the house. Like I'm like I'm like a homebody. I'm <laughs> like I can be in the house for a while. And so I feel like having a roommate like that I'd be close to could alleviate that. Like it'd be easier to go out and do other things. Like I don't really like doing things for myself all the time, but um and I have a lot of friends here, so I don't, but um that's living alone has been nice and there's like ups and downs, like I think to any situation like that. So hmm. yeah. Interesting. That's very interesting. I don't know how to take that. I just I hear South and South. I'm like, how how is all the way in France the South is is like this, and then in the South? Oh, that's true. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. So where have you visited? Sorry? Where have you visited in France or anywhere in that area that you've really liked? outside of where you live? Ooh. Um, I've been traveling a lot, a lot recently because because of COVID, they've made the train and like the buses free for people under 26 or 27. And so I just been taking the train every day or like every weekend. I've been going to different cities and with my friends. So it's been really great. So I've seen a lot in the past few weeks. My favorite city that I've been to in France, I would probably say is Lyon. It's like, um, 
it's like above where I live right now. It's in the north, a little bit towards like Italy, Germany, like that, like that way, um, on a map. But that's probably my favorite city. But I did, I went there three years ago with the study abroad program, actually. So I haven't been back since, but I love that city a lot. I had a, I don't know if I love that city a lot or if it, or the memories that I have there. I can't really differentiate, but they're so connected. So I guess it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, that's my favorite city in France. But currently, I really like where I live. Um, um, nice is a is a very nice city. I I, I go there pretty often and. I love it because it's all water-based. Everything is really water-focused here, like ocean-focused. Well, not ocean; it's the sea. But um, I love I love the sea and things like that and water. So it's been super nice. Every city I go to is super great. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, someone who hasn't traveled abroad, what kind of um, tips would you give them or suggestions? Oh, Ooh. so are they like living or are they? Just taking a probably just a taking a trip. A trip, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I I I like to say be spontaneous. You know, um, and just in the sense of like, don't have like have like some structure, but I say don't plan everything because I would you I think it's better to like have the city guide you or like you know like don't like look up the rest i don't know like for me personally i was like don't look up the restaurants like just go to one that looks appealing to you and like you never know like what you can encounter or like maybe they, they just got this bad review one time and now you ignore that entire restaurant but maybe it's amazing so i just think like you know plan like find the balance between planning and being spontaneous i think it's important when you go somewhere new not to like because when you're planning, I think you're planning from your own perspective. But I think if you go spot, like with some spontaneity, it's like the, the, it actually has an influence on you, you know, like the, the culture that you're going into, you know. So I think that it's better to, to, yeah, yeah, to just do things without planning it all the time. I think that's what I would say. Oh, that's one tip I think I'll struggle to take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a player. Don't yeah. look up stuff. <laughs> oh my god, it's easy for me because I'm not a planner at all. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, that makes sense why you would give that as a tip. <laughs> I would like to be a planner, but I'm not. I've been trying to fake it for a long time, but it's just not the case. Uh, okay. <laughs> so do you have to keep cash on you for like restaurants? Like how do you pay like credit card? Like how does yeah, that whole so, thing work? Yeah. Um, it's a good idea. I feel like they have cash in Europe. I'm so used to paying with cards. And then sometimes they're like, you can't pay with a card here unless you spend at least five euros or something like that. And I find that so annoying because I never have cash. I think cash is so annoying. So, but I think, um, you should have cash on you sometimes. That was the question, right? Should, do you need cash? Yeah, I think you should. I think you should carry cash on you just in case, especially because they have like outdoor markets and things. All, like very commonly and it's increasingly you can use cards there but like still there will be people who don't take card like you can only pay in cash like the other day i went to go buy churros from like this like stand on like the on the border not the border what do you call it the boardwalk and she was like oh i don't take card and i like i had to go run to the bank and run back to get churros and I was like, this is ridiculous but yeah <laughs> keep cash on me so you don't have to do that <laughs> What's the uh, exchange? Like the rates? Mm -hmm. um, euros are more valuable than dollars. So, yes. Okay. That's the rate. I don't know like, the exact ratio. But, like, I think, like, I was just looking up, like, Airbnb. So, I think this is why I can say this. But I think, like, 36 US dollars is, like, 31 or 30 euros. Yeah. So, like, so euros are more valuable than dollars. It takes more dollars to make a euro. So you're going to pay more in American dollars when you have to pay yeah. for something. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. But it doesn't, I don't have to worry about that too much because I make, I, I earn euros here. So like the, oh. so I don't even think about it. So like on your card is euros on your card. Part, yeah, like I get paid like this amount in euros. So I don't even think about it. I'm like, okay, this is a, like, you know, it's just, there's no conversion. Okay. Oh, so I missed that part in the story earlier. Mm. I thought you were 
like, I don't know what I thought. <laughs> you were like working for like an American company and just happened to be placed there and like get um, a check from them somehow. My technical employer is like the French Ministry of Education. Like yeah, see, I did I missed that part. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes things easier. Yeah. yeah. That's yes. so cool. Okay. <laughs> That's really nice. Do you have any interest on going anywhere else in the world? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, of course. I've I've been so European focused these past five years, I feel like. So I think I would like to go somewhere outside of Europe. I'm going to Italy in a few days, which is super exciting. I love that country. I've only spent a few days there, but I'm gonna spend like two weeks there. And so I think that'll be super fun. But outside of Europe, well, I also want to go back to Spain. Outside of Europe, I think South America could be amazing. Um, I think that'd be super. Uh, yeah, South America. I don't really, I don't really have too much interest in going to like Russia or somewhere like really far out Asia mm -hmm. or anything like that. But it's just so far away. <laughs> but South America, I think, could be super fun. Okay, so South yeah. America. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I thought you were going to say something. I don't know. That's crazy. I don't like know. Like just... ghost islands or something. Yeah, there's something like, what is that? Where is, like, like something <laughs> I've never heard of. Like. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Yeah, very basic. <laughs> South America. I, I also think, you know what's crazy? Since I've, like, developed a little bit of, like, like a second language, third language type of deal. Like, I also don't really want to go in, which is so dumb, but I also don't really want to go anywhere where I don't speak, the, like, any of the language because, like, I'm scared that I would get lost. People do that all the time. And I don't know how they do that. Now that I'm, like, living here, I'm like, how do you get around without knowing any of the language? So, like, that's why I'm, like, limiting myself to, like, all of South America, Spain, like, France, any French-speaking place, like, I feel fine. I just get so scared that I'm going to get lost, you know? Like, and then I'm not going to be able to communicate, and then I'm just, like, stuck in some random country, you know? No. No. Nope. <laughs> like, I didn't care to go to Croatia, because, like, what if I walk down the street and no one speaks English? That's and then true. what? I do think that a lot of countries like that, though, they now are speaking, like, English. Like, yeah. some people do speak English. It's... Is it, is it naive of me to think like English is the universal language? Like you're going to find somebody? Well, yeah. isn't it like when you're on a plane going somewhere, like anywhere in the world, aren't they going to speak English to you as well? Like automatically in that plane and then also like the other language or no? Um, you mean like if I took a flight from France to somewhere in Europe? Yeah, or England or like US to France, like they're going to speak English and French or... U.S. to, oh, yeah, they speak English and French. The people, they're usually people, like, from France and from the U.S. on the planet. So they speak English and French. But, yeah. And I think you're right. Like, English is kind of, like, a universal, like, everyone kind of speaks English. And I know that. Like, my friends who are Italian, like, I don't really speak that much Italian. And they're like, you'll be fine. Like, someone's going to speak English probably. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just like okay that's like a probability you know it's like a hundred percent chance so but you but, went to you went to france and kind of did that right kind of but at that time even at that time i still had a, a decent level of french where i was like hi i need help you know like i could express that like at the very <laughs> least i need help you know like i couldn't do that in croatia So you mentioned earlier that you were unsure if, if you could move back to the U.S. and still speak French or still remember like the language and you were kind of scared to kind of lose that language. So yeah. you could also like call a French friend once a week and talk in French. Like, What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I do that. I actually already do that. Like I have some friends that there are a lot of different language apps that I've been acquainted with. I don't really use them that much anymore because I hate texting. Like they're like apps where you meet someone who's trying to learn English and I'm trying to learn French or I'm trying to learn Spanish and you text them in the language that you want or whatever and they respond. And I've actually made one good friend off of that. Who, and I, we actually talk on the phone pretty weekly, every week I would say like 
every Friday night, usually we have a like a Friday at eight or something, we'll have a conversation and it'll be like really fun. Um, so that's been super great. And I'm sure I'll stay in contact. I've been in contact with him for like almost a year and a half now. So mm. I'm sure that will continue. So that's been super cool. And I learned so much about everything from him. He's so such a great resource. And also like when I was in the US, I there are also things like called like uh I think it's called meetup.com and like you can like do like different meetup groups. So like when I was living in Pensacola, I would go to like a French meetup group, like that was bi-weekly and that was a good way. Um but I still do like have like ten like I'm not oh it's just like oh I'll never be as good like oh you can I feel like I'm going to lose some some oh like I don't know. You know, it's just it's just a, a tiny thing in the back of my head. Like, yeah, that would really suck. <laughs> but that's why I'm trying to get to a really high level right now because I feel like it, like the higher level you achieve, the less that you will forget. And I also do a lot of things in French now, just in general, like YouTube videos and stuff. So I don't think I'll I'll never lose it completely, but mm -hmm. I would like to always be as perfect as I could be. But it's just not the case. But. Well, John, I mean, if you use it more, then you know you wouldn't have to worry about losing it. And we haven't heard it yet still. <laughs> <laughs> so your fear, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point. I know. <laughs> my, my fear, my fear is that <laughs> this is recorded. <laughs> I'm going to say something so embarrassing. Everyone's going to go talking all this mess about how he speaks French. And I'm going to just say, oh, la, 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 la. and they're like, oh. Pause where you want. He's messed up. <laughs> Just say hi. My name is John. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I tried to give you a help earlier and just say slide it in. I know. Yeah. I, I forgot. I forgot. I'm just like, it's just interest. And it's also, I also, I'm going to say something. I swear. I think it's all, I just have something else to say. <laughs> I think it's also hard to speak French to people who, who are like speaking English. Do you know? Oh, Not in a way like, oh, you must speak French. But like in a way that it's like it's not very comfortable, you know. It's just like why it's like my throat like closes up. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say something. Bonjour. <laughs> I wish I, I could see. I wish I could see Heather's face right now. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so Just hard. Just say my name is John. I, I, I and you know, this is not for me because I've heard you before. <laughs> this is for the viewers, which is yes. even worse. Because I've heard you. And, 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 and yeah. For those that don't know, he just did like maybe a five minute Instagram story speaking French the, the entire time. <laughs> I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go follow you. Better follow. Um, let me follow you. Yes, if you come follow me, you can find my, you can find my Instagram. But he spoke fluent French the entire Instagram story. It was just talking to the camera. Yeah. I know. Yes. This is different. Like he's out on his bicycle, riding in France, speaking French. Yeah, I've been doing this thing on my Instagram. What Aro's talking about is like I've been doing this thing on my Instagram where like. I've, I've been vlogging in French because I think it's like much more fun to vlog in French. And it's just like a stupid thing to do just to like always practice and have fun. And my friends have been asking like what it's like what I've been up to. So it's a quick way to like keep them updated on my life. Oh, John, I thought me and you were here after. We I are here. We, no, I, we see each other. It's just <laughs> <laughs> no, we really do. <laughs> It's just wow. This is just such a high pressure environment, don't you think? <laughs> I'm not telling people that. Now we just now we pride ourselves on being uh no, laid back and raggedy. Like yeah. if that was yeah. a good thing to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> we pride ourselves on being high class raggedy. Now I can't. <laughs> no, the vibes here are immaculate. Thank you. <laughs> I see, by the end of this video, I will say a full sentence. I have to think about what it is, but you'll have something from me by the end of the video. Okay. I, I don't okay. think I like it now. All right. Well, let's get back because you know we got to be the high class part of the raggedy too. Okay. So, <laughs> let me put my mental health uh, hat on. Um, so earlier. <laughs> 
you mentioned um, kind of living alone and, you know, what that's like and um, maybe, you know, down the road having a roommate. So what have you done or what do you do? How do you feel about like mental health wise, like where you're at and stuff? Right. Um, it's a good, yeah. So, yeah. So the point about the, the roommate is, was because, like I said, like I can get stuck inside sometimes. Like I have this bad habit of where like, if I don't have something like really planned out to do, which is not often because like I said, I'm a bad planner. My friends, like my friends always drive the plans. They text me and I'm like, all right, I'll be there. But otherwise it's like, oh, like I can just <laughs> stay inside today. And it's so nice. And it's gotten cold recently and I, notorious i'm wearing a blanket right now for not being I, I hate being cold so like it's just something to not put me outside and things like that and when i do that i can sometimes my it can be harder on me mentally and like it's so i like it but it's also just so not healthy for me at all like i need to be out and i need to be exercising and things like that but it's so easy for me to get stuck inside um so that's why I was thinking, like, maybe in, like, my next time, like, I would get a roommate or something. So I think that if I were, at least if I were close to them, or even if I weren't close to them, just having someone there to, like, speak to, you know, would just be, like, very beneficial for me. Because sometimes it can get kind of tough, you know, especially during the winter months when the sun is setting at, like, oh, my God, 4.30 mm -hmm. here. Like, oh, like, what time is it right now? It's like the sun is, it's very much, it's sunset right now already, and it's maybe... I don't know. Let's see. It's 4:49, so the sun should be down in like 20 or 30 minutes. It's right about to hit the mountain right now. So, um, just those super early days. It's just like, ooh, I kind of regret not going outside today. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've been I've been managing. I've been haven't been doing the best job. I think I could be doing much better, but um, it's been much better this year, especially because. My friends have been so active this year, especially since everything is open. We've just been bouncing around. So I haven't really had to deal with anything crazy this year. But last year, it was a little bit harder with like, because last year when I came out, I didn't have any friends at the first two months, you know? Like I didn't know anyone. I was just like a brand new. But this year I've like, I've been in cruise since I got here. I knew what I was getting into. I knew what I was doing. But last year, the first few months were a little bit more difficult. Even though I don't mind being alone, I, I know that I'm much better mentally when I have friends who are dragging me out the house doing stuff all the time. So, yeah, Very good. that's how I've been managing. That's my, those are my coping mechanisms, having people to get me out the house. Good. <laughs> I relate to that 100%. I'm not a, I'm a planner when it comes to like life and work and stuff. But as far as activities, I'm, I'm not planning trips and stuff like that. That's my friend <laughs> and stuff. Um, <laughs> But so I get that because I will stay at home and be on the couch or in the bed That's all day, so every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you make friends? Oh my gosh. It's so random. I don't even know. Like I couldn't tell you. Some of the people, like a lot of my friends here um are Italian. Like they have this program in Italy as well where they come to France, but they're doing what I do, but they teach Italian to the students instead of English. So they speak Italian and French. And so like I met them a lot because uh, so I had one Italian girl work in the school with me last year, and so she introduced me to all the rest of the Italians. They're always they're always in packs. It's amazing. They're super great. Um, and so we that's how I met a lot of people this that year. And then like they're they're also a bunch of assistants like who have my job, who are like scattered around like my area. So like we can meet up in like common areas. And like last year. This year, we have like eight of us all living in the same city, which has been super great. So we do a bunch of things all the time from like, there's a girl from Argentina. There are like two Italians, a guy from Ireland. Like they're all over the place. So it's been super, it's been super great. And, um, that's how I've made friends. Yeah. And, and like, you only go out to bars and stuff, you know, you meet people, but like that. <laughs> so all your friends that are Italian, Argentinian, Irish, like, do they speak? Do you guys all speak English together or what do you guys speak? No, we speak French together because some of the Italians don't feel comfortable speaking English. Like not everyone knows English. So it's like our common, our common language is French. So that's what we speak with each other. Hmm. 
Which is super cool. I, I still remember the first like time that I had to make a friend in French. It was super exciting for me because I was like, oh my God, like this relationship that we have, it's all in French. And then that's just something I think about. It's just super cool and super fun. So yeah, I prefer it that way. Like I said, like I like speaking French, so. Except on this Zoom call. <laughs> Except apparently, right? I think it's just such a beautiful language. Like it just sounds so, I mean, oh I wish everyone could hear just how beautiful it sounds. You can just switch it on, you know, oh, Netflix and just hear it because you're not probably going to hear it today. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they speak English, I love it. Like it's very easy. Yes, it's to me, it's just so like. It's so nice to hear. You know what's even the most, the, the coolest part about it is like, they like American accents. So it's been so funny to me. We have accents? Like, in the sense that we're American, yeah. Like, I don't really have, like, I wouldn't say like I have a distinguishable accent. Like, if someone from the US met me, they wouldn't be able to, like, oh, you're from this state or something like that. Or yeah. Like, yeah. But like, they like, which makes me super easy to understand here because they don't really have like, like a, a draw or something like that. Uh-huh. And so they're like, I have people come up to me and like, oh, we love your accent. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> oh, I would <laughs> I think that's so that. funny. You don't have to work <laughs> at it at all. And so it's like, oh, like, this is so funny. But yeah, which is I so interesting. Like I mean, yeah. Yeah. Aria, would you like that as a compliment? I think so. Honey, I would just keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I've been a chatterbox since I've been here. I don't talk about it now. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> every time I get the chance. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. So what is the biggest thing you learned? Like, biggest lesson? Ooh. Oh, my God. Hold on. I don't want to take too long to think about this. <laughs> What's the time. biggest thing I've learned? Um... I mean, uh, it's not to be like super like, uh, like maybe like take chances, I guess. Like, you know, I'll, I can look back at a lot of things. I feel like in my short time being alive <laughs> and like all the things that I like that have meant really a lot of things like meant anything to me have been like chances that I took, you know? And so this has been like a big chance that I took and I'm super happy that I did it. And I know it's like super typical, like, <laughs> Very much the platitude to want to take chances and everyone's like oh shut up like you know because it's not easy at all like there are a lot of things to be worried about when you have to take chances you know especially as you get older he's like i don't want to take chances like and like nothing has ever really lent itself to being like oh like it's okay to take chances and fail it's like you don't ever want to fail because you never taught that that's okay even people say that's okay it's like no it's not but that's what i would have to say like take definitely take more chances i'm still learning to do that you know but um that's what i would say i think is my biggest lesson yeah, that's good yeah. advice yeah really good take chances that's really good advice especially for like the end of the year right we're going yeah. into a new year and people can reflect and think about what they can maybe you know what leap of faith they can take for the next year mm -hmm. yeah What's up for you? What's next? What What's the next big chance? Big chance. Oh my God, the next big chance. Right now, I'm in the process of applying for uh, Teach Teach America, so that's like my next big uh, my next big risk because I've had to decide whether to like go back to the U.S. or if I want to like try to stay here. And I don't know, and I'm still thinking about it. I think it's more risky to stay here, but I also kind of want to go back to the U.S. for a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Everything is complicated. <laughs> but um, so that's like, that's what my next big, uh, big plans are looking like. Right? But I don't know for sure. What do you miss about the U.S. the most? Oh, my God. I think I'm, this is going to sound ridiculous. I miss the food a lot. I, I really, knew you were going to say that. I, like, I really do. Like, French food can be really like good and fun, but like I just don't like the serving sizes. Sometimes the food is like, like you get like this much, <laughs> like and on a plate, and it's like I just miss a nice American serving. <laughs> of, my, 
a large, a nice large meal, but that could be very, very disgusted about later. Like three you know? serving sizes of a meal. <laughs> yeah, I'd really miss that. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm like craving a burrito. Like, I'm just like, I just really want a burrito. <laughs> like, that, that's why I miss a lot about the US. Um, obviously, I miss my friends and family. Um, but uh, yeah, food a lot. Um, other than that, I don't know. Like, there's not that much. Well, I don't think so. Do not you that cook? I, I, what did you say? Do you cook? Yes, I've been on a really big cooking stint recently. My favorite thing to do ever is watch YouTube videos of people cooking, like whether those are French dishes or like American. It just, I don't care. Like, I just want to watch people cook, and then I replicate them afterwards. Hmm. Sometimes. Ooh, what have you been cooking? Oh, I made a. Uh, I've been making a lot of Italian dishes recently. And so I made like this lemon pasta sauce that was super great. Um, uh, a carbonara, I tried, I made that, which was super fun. I, I, I baked a cake recently, which was super, like a banana turnover cake, which was fun. Mm. I really wanted to make banana bread this weekend, but none of the bananas in the store were like ripe enough, overripe. Um, I think that's what I'm, the word I'm like, yeah, overripe. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I've been cooking recently. I just made a baked ZD a few days ago because wow. I didn't want to keep cooking. Because I was like, let me make a gigantic dish so that I can eat it for like three days. <laughs> yeah. did, did you want to touch a little bit on your um, journey being, was it vegetarian or vegan? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, in college, I like for the, the last two years i think of college i and a little bit into after i didn't really start eating meat again regularly until i got to france because they don't really have a culture of vegetarianism or veganism here it, like it's very much like oh like the meat is like expected on the plate so it was very difficult for me here especially it's very hard in jacksonville you know like there's not like vegan places lined up for you to go <laughs> eat in jacksonville either but in france i was like and i also really wanted to like take part of the french culture so i was like i'm gonna try the food and things like that i didn't really want to restrict myself and it was like super stressful anyway i was like let me just eat whatever i want to eat so that i don't have to one less thing to worry about in this foreign country that i just got to a week ago <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was vegetarian for the like two years of my college life, just because um, I have always been, I think, really into the environment. I think it's really important that to, like to take care of the environment for the simple selfish reason of I want to live on this planet and <laughs> have it work for like the following people, next generations. Um, and, you know, I just don't agree with like, factory farming, the the way that it's not regulated, the, the animal treatment. Um, and I just think, and it also the way it affects, it's always gonna affect, you know, poor minority people first, obviously, like they put the farms next to poverty, impoverished communities, and like they get all the, all the horrible chemicals in the air and they have all the asthma respiratory issues we have no health insurance in the u.s you know guaranteed it's just like i could i didn't feel very good contributing to that and so i really wanted to like be like okay i'm done like i say this stuff all the time i don't like it i tell everyone that it's bad so like what am i actually doing to like help out and so that's what my decision was and it's been it's been an, an evolving relationship with that idea. It's like hard to like put all that pressure on yourself, you know, because it's not that I'm the. And I think that's how they how the companies really get you. Like they make it seem like it's your incentive when it's really their problem that they should be fixing. But they make it seem like, oh, all every individual needs to do their part. When it's like, no, you're doing all of the polluting. You need to do your part. And so, not to so that's how. Like, cause I never blame people like, oh, let me guilt you into eating less meat. I don't want, I don't, I don't ever want to come off as that because I don't think that it is like the incentive of like a regular person. I think it should be more regulated by the government and things like that. But that's like my two cents on <laughs> um, environmental uh, protection. <laughs> my recent thing has been like water bottles and seeing how much plastic is used to make water bottles and like going to the store and seeing all this plastic everywhere and 
also it's not super healthy for our body. I don't think to have plastic with our water. So I really would like, I would honestly pay more money to like just put water in glass or something or something that's more sustainable so that we're like all healthy and we can like drink water and still be, and just be healthy. That's one thing I love about France. Like they're so good about it. Their culture is so like less wasteful than American culture can be. I think like, you don't, no one uses plastic bags in the store. Like every single person has their reusable bag. Like it's not like the majority, it's like everybody, or you have to pay for a bag. Like you, like you're gonna pay for a bag. There's recycling like everywhere. Like they're like on the streets, you can recycle glass, plastic, anything. Like our city of Jacksonville stopped recycling and that made me so angry. Like oh, the bare minimum. No, they don't recycle anymore. Like the very bare minimum. It's like, I think oh, it's, we're I think it's maybe Orange Park. I don't know. Uh, anyway. oh, okay. Okay. So frustrating to me. Yeah, they don't come to. I don't mean. I thought it was Jacksonville. Maybe it's just Orange Park, but still, it's like, come on, like just a bare minimum. It just surprises me how many people still don't really care, or it's not a priority. Not, yeah, I don't know. It's it's super frustrating for me. <laughs> well thank you for sharing yeah those are my two cents of that. <laughs> impassioned that's my story and I'm sticking to it yeah, exactly that's, that's art I'm sticking to it art, art and supporter of environmental activism no I love it uh, um, you don't hear us talk about it that often um, right um, we're not usually the face of that so mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Still no, no French. Uh, <laughs> any? Yeah. Like any? Any other questions? This is like SpongeBob. Like twenty hours later. I know. It's just so embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Just say my just name is John. I, I, I'm just scared to do it or like I <laughs> can I like send like a clip into the into the channel and post it online? Everyone's like no. Everyone's <laughs> you officially we're sending you a care package because you have won the raggediest guest ever. <laughs> Dang. Corky Award of the Year 2021. Oh, what can I say? <laughs> You could say like Did you save your videos from Instagram? Maybe you can just kind of put it to the camera. <laughs> oh, you know what? I could do that. That'd be so much better than me actually having to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Should have made tea. <laughs> and I, I I apologize for how ridiculous I'm being right now. It's just it's one of those days, right? I guess so. <laughs> I didn't think so, but I guess so. It's one of those days where it's like, it's just oh. one of those days. One of those days. We're going to play that in the background. It's just one of those days. <laughs> any, any other questions while I search this video? Um, I had one, but this whole, like, not speaking French is throwing me off my game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, now I'm like scrambling. <laughs> don't scramble, um, don't scramble. Okay, let's see what's going on. Okay, we have something, Corky's. Like you're gonna have an influx of follow people coming to come follow you on Instagram. Is your page private? Um, my Instagram. No, it's public. Oh. Okay. No, no, it's private. Um. 
des, des vidéos d'aujourd'hui. Alors, pour ceux qui ne savent pas, je vais, pour ceux qui savent pas, pardon, euh, je vais euh, faire quelque chose qui s'est avoué. C'est pour nous, c'est juste quelque chose qu'on fait, euh, les youtubeurs, les pour le mois de décembre. Et bon, euh, je vais me filmer euh, un peu chaque journée et je parle en français un peu, c'est pour pratiquer, pour s'amuser. Euh, comment amuser, en fait? Et euh, oui. Je voulais dire aussi que je vais mettre euh, euh, sur l'écran euh, à côté, pour ceux qui parlent français, euh, des points importants. Et... Alors, ça va. Qu'est-ce que tu disais? Je juste like what I was doing for Vlogmas. Like, to my friends, I was going to tell them like what I was doing for Vlogmas. I was just saying that like, I'm going to film myself every day and I'm going to put like the subtitles on the side of the screen for those who don't speak French. Mm. Okay. Well, I think it sounded very nice. Wow, yes, nice thank you for that. You we appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that, Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, yes. Thank you for having me. It was what a treat. <laughs> I've had a great time. <laughs> Don't be a stranger. No, please help me have me back at the end of the year and I'll tell you. Well, end sorry, of next even, year? At the end of next year. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, let me let me back on. Let me back on one. <laughs> we'll have you back. Yeah, have me back. Okay. And you're gonna and you're going to speak French live. On live. I'll have a speech prepared. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'll have something I'll have something ready for y'all. Like okay, this is being recorded, John. Oh yeah, God. <laughs> You're held to this conversation. This time next year. What did I say? <laughs> you can listen. It'll be uploaded on YouTube. Mental Health on Court. Yes. Yeah. All of our episodes are actually on YouTube, Corkies. Oh. Like, share, subscribe, follow. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, Corkies! Please join us January 15th, 2022 at 11 a.m. for the whole experience. Featuring special guests from various backgrounds who are speaking all about different topics, such as substance abuse, forgiveness, self-love, suicide awareness, women empowerment, and transformation. These guests are LMHCs, social workers, and life coaches. You can get your tickets at Eventbrite, Mental Health Uncorked, The Whole Experience. You can also check us out at our website, Mental Health Uncorked. Come join us January 15th at 11 a.m. See you then. Bye. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send messages to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video and phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating a great therapeutic match. They make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also offer financial aid.
BetterHelp wants you to start living your happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash M-H-U, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join over the million people who have taken control of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Mental Health Uncorked listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash M-H-U. Hi, Corkies. Hi, Corkies. We are on social media. We have an Instagram page and a Facebook. Our YouTube page is also all the same name. So Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube are going to be at Mental Health Uncorked. Our Twitter is MHU, the podcast. And you can hit us up on email, mentalhealthuncorked at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.